Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Later on this morning's program, we'll bring you tips on hiring a contractor. BBB Serving Western Ontario has recently dealt with a number of complaints and issues that resulted from ambiguous contracts. In a marketplace where the trades are in high demand, it is more important than ever to choose a contractor with a trusted track record. And as winter settles in and the holiday festivities begin to fill our calendars, we also begin to set our sights on the new year ahead. Well, perhaps 2019 will be the year that you make a move that involves finding a new place to live. Buying or selling a home is one of the largest transactions we make. This morning, we'll explore some of the things we need to take into account when we decide to make the move. To give us some insight, we welcome Peter Meyer, broker of record with Royal LePage Triland Realty. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, what are some of the questions we should ask to determine if the agent is the type of person we want to work with? It's a great question. Uh, Of course, everybody is looking for um, different services from salespeople and and perhaps a a different set of um, involvement from their salesperson. But some of the basic questions that you should ask is, uh, you know, do you practice real estate full time? And uh, if so, how long have you been selling real estate? Um, what are um, other training and uh, support services that you have taken while you've gotten your real estate licenses? How many homes have you sold since you've been involved in real estate or particularly in the last 12 months? What services do you provide uh, for the fee that you charge? And finally, to ask yourself, do I trust this salesperson uh, that they are the best person to do the job that I need them to do for myself? So there wants to be a personality fit as well. Then. Most definitely. Yeah. All right. One of the first things when people talk about real estate these days is uh, uh, price and the market and how the market is doing. So maybe just talk a little bit about list price, sale price, and, and how all that gets determined when we sell a home. Well, determining the price is really a, a function of what the salesperson will do on behalf of the seller in doing the research to see what uh, properties like the seller's home are currently listed for sale at and also uh, which properties have recently sold that are similar to the seller's property. Provide all that information to the seller, and and through that, the seller will determine um, what price they want to ask for their property and and what they think that they'll get for the property. In the end, it's really the buyer who determines uh, what the house is worth because depending on the buyer, Mm -hmm. they're going to be the ones that are going to be looking at all the options out there and um, putting a price down on the agreement of purchase and sale. Should we be asking the agent how they're going to market the home or advertise the home in advance, or is that something that we allow them to do on their own with trust? No, most definitely. That is uh, part and the function of what a good real estate salesperson will do is when they sit down with the homeowner to show the homeowner what they're going to do to market the home to the greatest number of potential purchasers possible in order to get the best price and and with the fewest complications on behalf of the homeowner. So a good realtor will go through their full marketing plan with the homeowner. Do you have a a contract or an agreement of some sort then? Yeah, so there's uh, the listing agreement, which is the legal contract hiring the salesperson um, to facilitate the listing or the promotion of the property. 
And um, it's through that contract that uh, spells out what the uh, requirements of the salesperson are and what the requirements of the homeowner are. And how did the how long do those listings agreements last? Well, they can be any uh, time frame. However, uh, if it's going to be an MLS listing on the uh, London St. Thomas Real Estate Association, where we put our MLS listings, uh, it has to be a minimum of sixty days in order for it to be uh, on that. Um, Website. However, if the homeowner only wants to list a property for 30 days, they can do so. Uh, it just would not become an MLS listing. It would be what we consider in the industry as, as uh, an exclusive listing. So then the next thing is commission. Now, how is the commission determined? Is that a set standard in the industry or is it is it variable? Very variable. Um, real estate is really one of the most competitive uh, industries that are out there as far as salespeople are concerned and the services they provide and the fees that they charge for their services. So there are all kinds of uh, different business models out there and different fees that salespeople will charge for the services that they provide. Um, is there such a thing as a, a just a fee for service instead of commission? Good question. Uh, a lot of salespeople would rather have a fee-for-service similar to what uh, lawyers charge or, say, good accountants charge, that every time the phone rings and a question is asked, there is a fee starting to be uh, accountable to that. Uh, every time you show a house, you get paid for every house that you, sh- you show. Uh, it, it would be great for salespeople to uh, perhaps look at that. We don't think that the marketplace would tolerate that. Uh, most Consumers in our marketplace are used to only paying uh, a real estate salesperson on a successful completion of a uh, of a sale. So we've determined the commission and the remuneration. We've signed the listing agreement. Now it's listed. What should we expect? How often will we see the agent? Uh, is there any guidelines for what happens next? Again, that's going to be depending on uh, each individual company and salesperson and the services that they provide. Uh, A good real estate salesperson should be in constant communication with the homeowner. Uh, We recommend even in a very slow market when nothing is happening uh, that you would be calling your homeowners at least once a week and just say, want to let you know I'm still here working on things. There's not much going on. You're listening to Ask BBB and our guest is Peter Meyer, who is broker of record with Royal LePage Trial and Realty, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And we'll continue after the break to learn a little bit more about what's required if you want to become a real estate agent. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Our guest this morning is Peter Meyer, broker of record with Royal LePage Trial and Realty. We've been talking about things you should consider when choosing an agent and some of the things you should expect of an agent. Uh, This segment, we were going to talk about uh, the steps uh, you want to consider if you want to become an agent. But before we do that, Peter, um, can we talk a little bit about what happens when an offer on your home is made and what are the steps or thought processes you should be uh, undertaking with your agent? Well, again, a lot of that will depend on the types of services that you bought with your salesperson. Uh, with our company, our salespeople who are representing the seller would be sitting with the seller going through the agreement of purchasing with them, uh, explaining the key details of the agreement. And uh, in the end, the pros and cons of, of the different uh, decisions that the seller would have to make. 
the seller would decide whether or not to accept the agreement as it is, as it was presented to them. Uh, they could make modifications to the agreement of purchase and sale and then do what's called a counteroffer back to the purchaser. Or the seller can simply just let the uh, the agreement die. Uh, all agreements that come in have, a, have an irrevocability uh, time frame on them. And at a certain period of time, the offer becomes null and void. And so the seller could decide to do nothing and just let the offer die. So there's a lot the agent has to know. So So now let's just find out how the agent gets qualified to know all of those things to be able to apply them when that offer comes in, Peter. Uh, what are... What are the, some of the things that uh, are required to become a licensed real estate agent? Well, the basic requirements are you have to be a resident of Canada and you have to be 18 years of age or older. Uh, and then uh, you have to take certain courses in order to get your licensing through uh, our registratory body being RICO, the Real Estate Council of Ontario. Those, what are, what those are some courses? Of the courses? Yeah, so those courses. There's five courses that you uh, that you must take, um, and it really is just uh, you know it's it's a real estate as a, a professional career, uh, land structures and and real estate trading. Um, there's a real property law course, and there's two others that deal with the actual transaction of uh, a real estate transaction, whether it's commercial or residential transaction. So. How would you determine if this is something you would want to do? No, that's a great question. Um, a lot of people, you know, over the last number of years see the uh, TV shows and the, uh, you know, the high-powered shows from Las Vegas and think that the salespeople make a ton of money and it's fantastic and, uh, you know, you don't have to do a lot of work. And, and even with the business that we've we, – how we've seen our industry in the last year, a lot of people don't think there's a lot of work that salespeople have to do. Uh, I kind of compare it to any other profession, particularly, say, hockey where you see uh, – uh, hockey players playing two, three, four games a week, and you think that's all they have to do. But there is so much that goes on behind the scenes uh, that a professional salesperson has to uh, be up to speed with what's happening in the marketplace and continually um, be updated with technologies and, and legislation and things of that sort. So even after you get the license, there are probably some courses and things you need to do to keep up to date? Yeah, so once you get your license for the as a brand new salesperson, within the next year you have uh, additional courses that you must take in order to renew your license two years later. And then every two years we're on a cycle of renewing our license and uh, there is continuing educational courses that must be taken in order to uh, have your license renewed every two years. So it's not a permanent license. It's something you have to keep working at. You do have to keep working at. What are some of the prerequisites prerequisites then that you'd have to have before you even start um, the courses to become a real estate agent? Nothing really. I mean, uh, if you are, you have to have a grade 12 uh, diploma and as I say, um, be 18 years of age or older and have it be a Canadian citizen. Uh, If you have that, you can start taking your real estate licensing courses. And what ruling body grants the real estate license and governs the industry? So if you're interested in exploring this, what would you Google? So in order to take the courses for your licensing, you would Google uh, www.orea, that's O-R-E-A dot com. And they are the ones that are currently providing the licensing courses that you would take for your license. The overseeing body for real estate salespeople in Ontario is RICO, the Real Estate Council of Ontario. So, Peter, we have our license. Uh, how do we hang out our shingle and let people know? 
Well, Jim, if you had your license and you came to me, we would uh, certainly look at hiring you as a salesperson with Real Pace Tryland. Um, but what we do as well as a company is is we put our salespeople through a ten week uh, training program uh, to make sure that they're they're really prepared to uh, run a business in real estate uh, sales. The courses that they take to get their license is all good, but it's all theory. And uh, what we like to do is is now make it practical in the city of London. Uh, how salespeople actually build their business, how are they going to put together a proper listing presentation, how do they sell their services to somebody who might be interested in purchasing those services. Uh, we put our salespeople through this program that is actually a you know as close to the real thing as they can get without it being the real thing. Do most uh, licensed agents then join a company like yours as opposed to hanging out an independent uh, shingle? Yeah, in fact, um, they have to join a real estate brokerage in order to obtain their license. They have to be uh, associated with a licensed broker already. Uh, they, After two years of being a licensed realtor, they then could take additional courses, training to become their own broker, and they could apply for their own brokerage license at that point in time. And then uh, they could become, they could form their own real estate company at that point like you've done. They certainly can, yes. Well, Peter, thank you very much for joining us this morning and giving us some insight. If people want to know more about uh, Royal LePage Triland uh, Realty, they can go to your website. And they can go to royallepagetriland.com, uh, our website. We have a career seminar on Thursday, December the 13th uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. at our office located at 240 Waterloo Street here in London. And they can just register uh, f- to attend that session and find out more about the industry. And, of course, if they're looking for a real estate agent, they can check on uh, the BBB website and check out Real Estate Agent. Peter, thanks for being with us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you very much. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been uh, Peter Meyer, who is the broker of record with Royal LePage Trial and Realty, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. When we return, things you should keep in mind when you're hiring a contractor. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO and President of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Here we are on the cusp of Christmas, or the holiday season, and we know that means a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of business if they're in retail. It's a time when we shoppers need to look for the BBB seal, or at least indications that that business is one that aspires to the standards of trust. Yes, so-called Black Friday is unofficially the start of the holiday shopping season. The day after Thanksgiving was originally dubbed Black Friday as a negative due to traffic, crowds, and hostile behavior. Now it's a positive for many people who get really excited for those lines, the crowds, and especially the deals. Now, it's the single busiest shopping day of the year. Consumers plan on spending an average of $935.58 during the holiday shopping season this year, according to National Retail Federation's survey conducted by Prosper Insights. Wow, that's a real frenzy. And it still takes place at the bricks and mortar businesses, but... um There's been a bit of a shift in shopping habits, Linda. Yes. In the past, shoppers would make their way to bricks-and-mortar locations on the Friday following the American Thanksgiving. While this practice still remains, it's evident that there is a shift going on in the way shoppers are researching and buying, as well as the way stores are advertising. So we're already getting flyers and seeing promotions for Black Friday or pre-Boxing Day specials. Retailers are gearing up. For the big day, especially the big box stores that sell name brand appliances, housewares, electronics, and other popular gifts. 
Newspapers are now stuffed with sales flyers, commercials are promoting the doorbuster deals, and online ads promise the best bargains. So the Better Business Bureau has some tips to make your shopping experience productive and maybe even enjoyable. One thing people do in today's world is online research. And the busy world you might find yourself using, public Wi-Fi. Public Wi-Fi is all right to look up reviews or compare prices using public Wi-Fi, but it's best to avoid logging on to any of your banking sites or other sites with sensitive personal information. Public Wi-Fi is often vulnerable to thieves and fraudsters who are looking to steal your information. And I've also noticed that my email has a lot of promotions from stores that I've visited and permitted to send me information on sales and promotions. That's what we call email subscriptions. Many stores communicate their best Black Friday deals to people who have signed up to receive those emails. Just remember, you should never send cash or credit card information directly in response to an email you receive, even if it seems legitimate. It could be a phishing scam. Yeah, back in the good old days, in the crowds, you had to be aware that there were pickpockets out there waiting to take advantage of the chaos. Uh, I guess that's kind of the equivalent uh, online, isn't it? Yep, and that's what we we call email phishing. Uh, With all the production emails you'll be receiving during the holidays, scammers will be out there in full force. It's best not to click on any links and emails from senders you do not recognize. You can also hover your mouse over links without clicking to see if the address is really taking to, to where it says it's going to take you. And check the reply email address. The address should be on a company's domain. So look twice. Uh, In our rush, we might forget that some of our perfect gifts might not be the perfect size or match, and we might want to have to take them back. Yeah, pay particular attention to gift receipts and warranty information. Ask for a gift receipt that can be tucked into the gift item or card. This way, the recipient can return or exchange the gift if it's not just right. Be sure to pass along any information about returns, exchanges, repairs, and warranties to the person who will use that item. And, of course, I guess you want to check that out when you're doing your shopping, too, to make sure you know what the policy is. And, uh, Linda, it wouldn't be Ask BBB if we didn't point out that you can Ask BBB. Yes, do your research, read product reviews, check out BBB.org for business reviews, Look at the sales flyers and ads, compare prices, look for early promotions and flash sales. For tips on searching online, check out BBB Digital IQ. And remember that you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western Ontario. Interested in becoming a BBB accredited business? Call us or go online to BBB.org and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. Well, Linda, we know there's a great advantage uh, to accreditation for the consumer because they know that the accredited businesses have agreed to BBB standards of trust. But what about the business? Are there advantages for them? There are several resources and tools that once accredited, the business will have access to. The business is listed as an accredited business on the BBB website where they can build their profile. They can actually customize their business review. Uh, They can add company descriptions, service area, photos and videos on the BBB uh, site. 
Uh, they can request decals, which tells consumers that they're a Better Business Bureau accredited. Uh, request details, uh, uh, decals that they can put on their trucks and their vehicles and put uh, at their business location. Uh, they can use the BBB uh, clickable seal on their website. So they can link to the BBB accredited business seal directly um, on our site, allowing potential customers to know that they're about their rating on the BBB. Um, they can... Uh, there's a quote request form for consumers on our site that they'll have access to by joining. Consumers can access our free request a quote service, allowing them to send quote requests to BBB accredited businesses within their business search category and location. Uh, we offer dispute resolution services. Uh, we, you will receive access to qualified uh, staff to help you resolve conflicts with your customers. And Linda, information about all of the things that you've just itemized is on our website. Or call us at 519-673-3222. If you go online, the website is bbb.org backslash western hyphen Ontario. And that's our time for this week. Thanks for listening to Ask BBB. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at bbbwesternont. And if you have a question or perhaps a guest suggestion, you can tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.